Thank you for tuning in to PH Balance, where we find the good, the bad, and the ugly things that we encounter in our relationships and our need to heal in them and through them. And I'm your host, Lakeisha Jones. So let's get into it. So listen, anytime you have couples that get together, whether they're married or they're dating, there are some things that happen when they enter into a disagreement or an argument. Some of those things are the fact that there are some information that's been shared, some secrets, some fears that have been shared over time. And when we get into those arguments or those disagreements, sometimes we reach into those bags of deep, dark secrets and we throw that information out. We may say things like, that's why you're acting just like your father or you're acting just like your mother or that's why your last marriage didn't work, or things of that nature, or that's why your children don't want nothing to do with you, stuff like that. We have to be very careful when we're in a relationship on the words that we use, especially when we're in a heated argument, debate, or disagreement, because we want to make sure that we are fighting fair. And in order to fight fair, there has to be rules of engagement with that conflict. Now, conflict in a relationship is going to happen. Conflict can be healthy if you deal with it correctly. But if you're dealing with it incorrectly, then it's not going to be healthy conflict. So part of being healthy with that conflict is making sure that what is being said is not being said from an emotional place. That has got to be one of your rules of engagement and conflict you have to remove your emotions from things and you have to state things that are factual, throwing in someone's face that they've already had a failed marriage or that their family members don't speak to them or their relationship is not good, or they may be exhibiting behaviors similar to a parent or a family member that they want to act nothing like. That is a low blow. It's hurtful. And it is full of emotion. Not only is it your emotions that's involved, but their emotions would be involved as well. So it's extremely important to make sure that when you're having conversations or disagreements or debates, that you're doing so in a manner that is going to build your relationship, not destroy it. So, you know, life and death lies within the power of the tongue. So what we say can be very destructive. So when it comes to like wordplay, we have to learn how to say some nice things. We have to say things that are going to have value and it needs to be said in a manner that demonstrates that you care, right? So saying nice things, um, a lot of times couples get very comfortable with one another and they start, they stop doing things that they did in the beginning. In the beginning of the relationship, you might've told them how nice they look in their suit or how, um, you know, how beautiful their eyes are, how nice their hair is, or, or, you know, just that they're beautiful and you appreciate them and you get comfortable and complacent and you stop saying those nice things. And it is important to make sure you're saying things that are nice, not just to be saying them. Don't say them just because you're trying to get laid. Don't say them because you're trying to get them to do certain things for you, but say them because you truly mean them. It needs to be demonstrative of the fact that you care about them and you appreciate that they're still taking the time to look good. They're still taking the time to, you know, do great for themselves, whether it is going to school, whether it is taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, taking care of you. 
always give them some sort of affirmation to let them know that they're doing good and looking good. Another area um, that I want to talk about is like when we have arguments, like I said, you know, there's got to be rules of engagement and we've got to fight fair. Sometimes we get so caught up in our emotions and we're angry about the fact that our partner disagrees with us or they're saying something we don't like, whether it be the truth or not. And we go for the jugular. And if you know anything about the jugular vein, if you nick that jugular vein in just a little bit, it is going to create some bleeding that if not stopped can cause death. And that is what can happen in a relationship. You go for the jugular time and time again in different relationships and you start saying things that are emotionally hurtful and in in some cases can be emotionally abusive in arguments. And when you're saying these things, you're going for the jugular and you're causing damage. And sometimes that damage is irreversible. So it is extremely important that you're not going for the jugular. Yes, you may be mad with that person in the moment. Yes, you may disagree with them in the moment. Yes, you, you know, have some things you want to say and you want to give them a piece of your mind. But do you have to give them a piece of your mind in a way that is going to be destructive to the relationship? And I've witnessed that so many men and women get angry And they say all kinds of hurtful things in that moment of anger only to have to come back and say, well, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. I was mad. Well, no, you meant it because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you've said it out of your mouth, there's some truth to what you were, what you were saying and what you were feeling. You may not have intended for it to cause the harm that it's caused, but there's definitely some truth to it because you said it. So my suggestion is that you be intentional about what you're saying. Be intentional about how you're directing your anger and your frustration to your partner when in the midst of an argument, you know, you can be angry, you can be frustrated, but it doesn't mean that the words that you use have to be angry. Um, or have to create harm. So it's very important that you're not going for the jugular, you know, take your time, breathe, count before you respond to certain things so that you aren't going for the jugular. And then, um, you know, in addition to going for the jugular, sometimes we have the tendency to kick um, our partner while they're down, you know. Um, so again, we're reaching in that bag of secrets, um, you know, or, or throwing those fears at them that's hurtful. And these things, when we do that, it promotes an emotional mistrust and it is definitely ineffective communication. So when it comes to emotional mistrust, understand this. If I'm telling you as your partner that it really hurts my feelings when you say certain things to me and you laugh at me or you, um, you know, explain it away to make me look like I'm crazy or I'm tripping, then I'm going to have what is called emotional mistrust for you. I'm no longer going to trust you with my emotions. I'm not going to trust you with my secrets because you're throwing them back at me. If I've told you that, you know, I work really hard not to act like this family member or not to do this or not to do that because this is what I witnessed growing up or this is what I witnessed in this situation and I don't want to be that way. And I'm working, I'm, I'm having to put forth 
significant effort to avoid being that way. And I tell you that and we get into an argument and now you're telling me I'm acting just like that person that I have this great fear of being like. I may be acting like them, but in the midst of the argument, is that the time to throw that at me? Absolutely not. Because now you've created emotional mistrust. I no longer trust you with the things that are of value to me emotionally. But not only that, I'm going to have a hard time because now I'm checking for every move that I'm making, thinking that I'm being that person or being that way, which is going to cause not only emotional mistrust, but some emotional insecurity on my part as well. So we have to be very intentional about our communication. So our communication with one another is effective and not ineffective. Oftentimes when we have conversations and um, disagreements, debates and arguments, if you will, we have to, after the fact, work on rebuilding our trust. We have to decide, can I feel safe around you? You know, you just took the this big secret that I told you, this big fear that I've had because of what I've experienced and you threw it back at me. You used it as a weapon in an argument against me. So can I trust you to, to keep me safe emotionally? Can I trust you to keep what I tell you to yourself as something that I've just confided in you about, but not something for you to use as a weapon. It's basically like me handing you my gun, um, my bullets and saying, here, hold on to these for me. And you load your gun with it and shoot me with my bullets. You know, I need to feel safe with you. Your partner needs to feel safe around you emotionally. And if you're not being effective in your communication, they're not going to feel safe. So it is extremely important to do that. And when we get into arguments with one another and we're going for the jugular and um, we're saying things that is creating an emotional mistrust or emotional disconnection in that relationship, now we have to go back and rebuild the trust. So you're wanting to rebuild a bridge that you blew up and you're thinking that saying, I'm sorry, is sufficient. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I was mad. Okay. But guess what? It doesn't change the emotional harm that it caused. It doesn't change the hurt that it caused. What you said may have been factual, but there's a way to go about factually letting me know I'm behaving in a certain way. And in the midst of an argument is not the time because emotionally we're both at an emotional high. So sometimes we have to walk away to allow cooler heads to prevail. And we have to allow our partners to have the ability to walk away. So many partners want to have this conversation right now. No, we're going to talk about this right now. And the other partner saying, Hey, listen, give me some time. I I just, I really don't think we need to have this conversation right now. Let's just take a minute and, and, and calm down. It doesn't mean, Oh, I'm just going to get out of this conversation. We're never going to have this conversation, but maybe I need a couple of hours. Maybe I need a couple of days, not necessarily a couple of weeks or months. We actually need to deal with certain things, but give each other some time and some space to process the frustration, to process the anger and to process the ability to respond in an effective manner rather than in an ineffective manner. So in rebuilding the trust, it may mean that you have to start from the the beginning with that person. 
you know, you have to start from the beginning and showing them that I am trustworthy with certain things. So now showing them that you're trustworthy may be them telling you things that are very insignificant and showing that you're not going to throw that back at them because you've already thrown something that had great significance at them and use it as a weapon. In the part of rebuilding the trust, communication is the key. And that communication is going to be one of two ways. It's either going to be effective or ineffective. Most human beings operate under ineffective communication simply because we don't come into this world knowing how to effectively communicate. Effectively, effective communication comes from being an active listener, being intentional about what you're saying, being a reflective listener. Being an active listener basically means listening to all of what your other party has to say, right? I hear everything that my partner is saying, but I'm not just hearing it. I'm listening. I'm listening, not just to the words. I'm listening to their emotionality. I'm listening to their body language. I'm listening to everything about them, how their voice changes, the inflection in their voice. If their voice quivers, if their voice has a, um, a break in it, if they need to clear their throat, if they sound like they're tearing up, I'm listening to all of those things actively. And even when something is said that I want to respond to, I am putting my response on the back burner and I'm taking the time to still listen to what is being said in its entirety. That is effective communication because in that point, I hear everything that is being said and I can come back and respond to you saying, so what I heard you say is... And I can paraphrase what I've heard you say so that you are able to say yes or no, that's what I'm saying or that's what I meant. And then add on if there's a need to add on or correct my inconsistencies in repeating what I've heard you say in a paraphrased manner. This is effective communication. This is a good way to deal with topics that are debatable or disagreeable. Ineffective communication is cutting one another off, not hearing each other out, being accusatory. It is getting angry at what's being said and responding in that anger. We can still be angry in effective communication about what is being said, especially when we disagree with what, what's being said. But when we're being effective in our communication, we're allowing our partner to express themselves from how they perceive things to be, not from what is factual for us. Ineffectual, ineffective communication means that I'm not hearing you out. It means that I'm, I'm so focused on what I need to say that I've tuned you out. I'm not actively listening anymore. I'm not reflectively listening because I'm so busy trying to formulate a response in my mind to what you said a minute ago that I disagree with. So I didn't hear the next three or four minutes of what you had to say because I was busy formulating a response. That is ineffective communication. Ineffective communication comes with yelling or elevated voices. Ineffective communication comes with name calling. Ineffective communication comes with throwing um, dark secrets or fears at one another or things that we know will hurt 
another person. That is ineffective communication. Effective communication is where we are listening to understand the point of view from our partner. Effective communication is also where we are listening to find a common ground to find a win-win situation for all parties involved as best as we possibly can. It is important that in relationships that we continually work on our communication. It's not just in a romantic relationship that communication needs to be effective. It is in every relationship that we have parenting relationships, work relationships, friendships, situationships, and entanglements too. We must be effective in our communication. And if we're not effective in our communication, it is going to create a tumultuous relationship where one or both parties find themselves being unhappy and it becomes a very unhealthy relationship. And we can talk more in the future about toxic relationships and communication being effective and ineffective. But I want you to work on your communication style, work on being more effective in your communication. We were given two ears to hear versus one mouth for a reason. We should spend twice as much time listening as we do talking, especially when we are trying to work through issues in our various relationships. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for tuning in to PH Balance. I hope you are out here being intentional and finding your balance. (music)